Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right on Radio. This is our Resurrection Power Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Welcome to the show. Of course, you know Jesse is here with us today. Say good morning, Jesse. Good morning. And we also have our newest announced faculty member of Right on You, and her name is Jody Lodolce. Good morning. Do you feel the resurrection power in you today? Oh, every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day. That is the key of this show. You just gave away the ending. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> Prophetic. <laughs> hey, listen, we've got a really powerful show for you today. Uh, we're going to do a quick overview on the holiday that the world is celebrating today. Uh, we're going to, we've each got some words on our heart that we want to share, and we're going to end with some really powerful tools. When we say this is Resurrection Power Sunday, you are going to realize how powerful you really are, and you will be supercharged, at least by my estimation. If you're not, full refund on this broadcast available to you. We can't give you your time back but we can pretend you didn't watch it. <laughs> Where does it? Lord help me. <laughs> Jody, can you say that prayer one more time? It, it, it obviously did not stick yet. <laughs> hey, let's start off with a worship song by Emily Taylor. And this is one of our favorite songs. It's of course from the Netherlands uh, song list that's on illuminatethedarkness.com. It's Emily Taylor doing Psalm 91. Terror of night, nor the 
Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. What a talent. Amazing talent. Just really beautiful, really beautiful. Thank you, Emily, for that, uh, that song. And uh, wow. <laughs> so I wasn't gonna bring this up on air, but <laughs> it just seems to fit in with resurrection power and where we're gonna go today with this. Um, first of all, I'm gonna ask a question, Jesse and Jody, what the heck is happening to me? Last night, I lay in bed, went to bed early, and I'm laying there. I could not sleep for the life of me. I was overtired. And suddenly I felt that I was in going up into the enemy's camp and I'm walking around zapping these evil dudes, binding them and loosing angels at them. And this went on for a while. I literally, I'm just walking through and just bind, loose, bind, loose. <laughs> This never happened to me before. What's going on? Well, I would say you were experiencing some spiritual warfare. <laughs> and this is the rise of the warrior. This is what God has been speaking to me for us and for the children. But it's, this, it's the season of the rising of the warriors, and we are in battle. It's, it's exciting. So... That to You're me here was, today, so <laughs> you won. <laughs> right? This was walking in resurrection power to Amen. me. And that's why the name of the show got changed because originally we we're going to do Resurrection Sunday. Um, there's just so much to get to. Why don't we uh, start with uh, Ishtar or Easter, as they call it. And I just want to do, I don't want to do a deep dive because really we want to give the glory to God today. Uh, this is what most of the world is celebrating. We just want to do it from a framework of what God's word says, uh, because it's time for us to walk in that resurrection power and to come out of what the world has taught us. We need to deprogram what Pharaoh has taught you. That's right. We do. So let me just start out with a bold statement. Easter is not about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So what we're going to change this day to, and by the way, correct me if, if this is a, a wrong statement, but because this does not fall on the right date, which I'm going to address in just a moment, we're going to claim this date using the enemy's tools against him and say that this holiday is about the power of Christ in you and you and you and you and you and you <laughs> <laughs> to everyone who is listening and watching this broadcast today. And by the way, just speaking of watching, we are not on YouTube. I've chosen Vimeo for a very specific reason. The experience is much better. These other platforms that everyone keeps saying, go to uh, BitChute, go to Rumble. The video is tiny. It doesn't turn sideways on your mobile device. It takes way too long to load. So if you are a video person, download the free Vimeo app and you have a wonderful experience with this broadcast. When, we, when our two weeks is up on YouTube, we will go back to YouTube only on Sundays to do lives. 
the rest of them will be on Vimeo and as always Podbean. So please do subscribe to us on Vimeo. The links will be below and to Podbean because we will not be there that long. And yes, Vimeo has done some censoring, but in my estimation, we only have to get through a short period of time because Mike Lindell is coming out with a platform. Trump is coming out with a platform and I'm suspecting they will be done with excellence and we will move to those. Good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the last supper was right was the hour when Jesus was going to go through his crucifixion. That's when it starts. It's clear from Luke 22:15 and John 13:1 that this was at the time of Passover. So when is Passover? And I could, actually, I pulled up the scripture. Let me uh, just bring up the window here, and I'm going to read it. Oh, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I got the, I got a whole bunch of other scriptures, but listen, I can tell you that is found in Leviticus twenty-two four to six and essentially listen it's it's after the uh it's in the first month of nasar on the 14th to 15th day and it goes on the jewish calendar which is moon cycles okay uh sometimes it will line up with what has been named easter sunday most times it does not okay now when did this change and where did it change from well it came all roads all roads lead to rome as usual <laughs> uh, the vatican wanted to expand their base and incorporate pagan holidays and they wanted to boost their east their sunday masses so they incorporated these pagan rituals into it to get more people in now where do these pagan rituals come from huh well, just like all roads lead to Rome, all pagan festivals seem to go back to Nimrod, the mm -hmm. sun god, the father of paganism. And Nimrod also has a couple other names. Jesse, do you know what they are? I think you know them personally. <laughs> um, are you talking about earthly names or unearthly names? Unearthly names. One starts with a B, one starts with an M. Yes, uh, Baal and Moloch. <laughs> yes. So he's an interesting dude. We're not going to spend time on him. But to deal with the Easter holiday that has been named. And, and by the way, I, I, I was talking to Jody last night and I said this and I'm going to say it again. Uh, we got to give the devil his due. He is a really good deceptor. He has taken what, you know, the Christians call their two highest holiday holidays, Easter and Christmas, and completely made them about him. Yes, he has. <laughs> so, this gets really interesting. So Nimrod dies and his wife, Simeranus, who, if I read the scriptures right, it sounds wrong, was also his mother. Um, can you verify that? You <laughs> probably know the scriptures better than I do, but that's strange. Um, 
I believe that was partially the case, but I don't know if it was bloodline mother. Okay, uh, so th that doesn't even matter for this. Listen, the fact is, when he died, she wanted to cling on to power. So she claims to have this miraculous conception from Nimrod, now impregnated by the sun god. Okay, so uh, an immaculate conception was the deception. And so the son, Tamus, is supposed to be the new savior of the world that all these people were waiting for. Okay. Now, the impregnation, I guess, or the conception is actually what Easter is celebrating. It's the conception of Tamus. Now, this is very interesting because also you'll never guess what day Tamus was born on. Let's do a calculation. Nine months. Da, 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 da. Oh, December 25th. Huh. Wow. <laughs> but never would have thought of that. <laughs> but this festival was not about his birth. That's December 25th. This festival was about his conception. So how did they celebrate this conception? Well, good pagans would have orgies. They would have festivals of fertility where, and you know, uh, I guess I should give a little bit of a warning here when I say this, but the women would lay in the temples and any man who came in could practice these, uh, you know, Conception Ritual. rituals. <laughs> <laughs> so, and not only that, uh, so when we have Passover, it's the feast, you have the Feast of Unleavened Bread and stuff like that, right? So, what did they do? It wasn't unleavened bread, they made cross buns, <laughs> right? That's not unleavened, it has a rising agent. And plus, you got to remember, this is the time when they're still living under the law. They would eat cross buns, which is a cake. And they eat pigs because Hamus was, or Tamus was actually killed by a pig. So does that line up with God's word as far as just anyone knows, just in general? Right. No, I think, you know, that was pretty unkosher. <laughs> it was unkosher. Also, during this festival that we're celebrating called Ishtar or Easter, um, they would, the, the, the high priest would sacrifice babies. You know, because that's what you do. Uh, and to celebrate the fertility, and if you wonder where the Easter egg comes from, they would actually take eggs and dip them in blood as symbols. And by the way, the, the bunny is not off the hook here, too. You ever you ever hear, heard uh, they do it like rabbits? You know, because rabbits are very fertile. They, they reproduce more than... Uh, just about any creature is and I listen I haven't studied it correct me if I'm wrong but th they're pretty fertile so that's where the rabbit comes in um Semiramis, uh which also Ishtar has lots of different names uh Madonna is another name for her uh what, a, what actually I've got a whole bunch of them uh she's the moon goddess you hear that come up uh Quite a few, quite a bit lately, the whole moon thing. Um, 
and then actually Jeremiah 7, 17 to 19 warns about this. We'll go there. Um, oh, Simarinus is not only known as Ishtar, but here's a name that's come up on the program before. Ashtaroth. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I was looking at my notes and I don't multitask that well. <laughs> so the last thing I'm going to say on this is it is not the commemoration of it is the commemoration of conception of the reborn sun god famous. So let's uh, let's get that straight. So are we done with Easter? <laughs> I know a lot of Christians who don't celebrate the, the holidays because of that very fact, even Christmas. Um, I think of Paul when Paul says, and I just thought about what you said about reclaiming it. You know, you know, there's people preaching this and people, people preaching that. He said, Christ being preached. So for that, I rejoice. So mm -hmm. they are reminded of Christ, even, even those who don't even follow him, because there is the Easter bunny, the egg, but then there is crosses and things hanging around. And so there, there is a reminder of Jesus Christ. So we can claim that back to the memories of our Savior to the Passover of, of uh, the, uh, the death angel not killing those in the days, the blood that was shed and put on the post in the days of Moses. So, you know, we wanna, we wanna remind people that if you're going to, you know, practice this holiday, remember the Lord, remember that this is not the actual days. This, is, this was not the focus. And we know the deceiver's such a deceiver like we talked about, but, for those who want to have a holiday, make it about Christ. Make it only like we I've always called it Resurrection Sunday for that very reason. So today we're remembering. So let's take this day. We claim this day as a reminder of Christ's resurrection. So, and this is when you have an active audience to listen to that message as well. Right. Right. So yeah, so that's exciting. And, um, if I can interject here about the resurrection, um, you know, uh, people don't understand, and I like that you put the word power in there. And we've talked about the power that the Lord's coming in power. He's going to show Himself in mighty ways. But it it took trust for Jesus Christ to lay down His life. No man took it; He laid it down. And it took trust. He begged the father, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass. He sweat blood. I mean, how dire was his flesh feeling at that moment? We have to remember he was God, but he was man. He was just as much man. But he was willing, though you slay me, I will serve you at that moment to lay down his life and believed and trusted that father would raise him from the dead. And there's tons of scriptures that talk about God raised him, the spirit raised him, the Holy Spirit, you know, and the father raised him. And he'd said, I'll raise to tear me down and I'll raise his temple in three days. But it was the power of God that raised him up. What trust that took. And so I want to encourage people who are celebrating today to remember that, that Jesus felt everything you feel in life. And right now in this volatile, what seems volatile time. Um, that we can trust God, that he will resurrect America, the world, and humanity again. But we do have to pay a price. We have to get on our knees and sweat the blood and say, 
you know, though you slay me, I'll serve you. I'm all in. I'm going to go for whatever it is that you're calling me to do. And I'm doing it for Jesus Christ, not any other religion or purpose or cause, you know? So I just wanted to interject that. So. No, that, that's so, that's so beautiful. And, and listen, I, I would also throw in, I'm doing it for my, for my child, for my grandchildren. Exactly. Uh, we don't know when the hour of the Lord comes, but you know, I want to fight to listen. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be mandated a passport that says I can't travel because I didn't take a jab right. in the arm. You know, yeah. I'm, I, I'm going to fight this. Yes. And you know, uh, we, it is, listen, we cannot sit by and let the world go to hell, That's which right. is what has been happening for thousands of years. Well, we, uh, you know, if I can interject here, um, you know, one of them, or let me think how to put this. It kind of goes back into the Holy of Holies. Um, each part of the temple of God represents a, a part of our being and our, our connection with the Lord and the intimacy. Mm-hmm. So as you start at the outer courts, you know, you have, you have intimacy, but it's, it grows deeper as you go into the Holy of Holies. And, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that the enemy, he steals the true meaning of what the Lord's given to us. And, you know, what is that resurrection, that um, power that, you know, what does it represent? It represents life. And, you know, if you were to open the mercy seat, um, the Ark of the Covenant in there was Aaron's rod that had been dead and you know it literally was a dead stick yet God caused it to to uh, bloom and bear fruit and so really what are the resurrection or what are the symbols of his resurrection it's that you know that death and if you get even further into it now here's the amazing part um when we talk about created things, cre- the word created means literally that God, you know, he, he breathed it, he spoke it out of nothing and made it. But when he calls the sun begotten, um, you know, the word picture for that literally is like a piece of wood that splinters off of a tree. So, you know, that goes all the way back to that rod with Aaron that you had this piece of wood that was splintered off it was dead and yet out of that death life and fruit were born um so it's very powerful and the enemy tries to replace those symbols with eggs and bunnies and candy and you know all sorts of things um but that's truly what you know the lord calls us into that place of intimacy and what is the intimacy and all that power? It's eternal life with him. Amen. And if you looked at that, when they were traveling, that was a, that the holiest of holies and, and the whole setup of that looked like a cross. So throughout, as they were traveling through, the cross was going with them, you know? So right. uh, such a beautiful, you know, the way God just laid it all out in such a beautiful plan absolutely amazing he has told the same story 
all the way through the Old Testament about the coming of Christ. It's just yeah. done in so many different ways. And then, you know, Christ has come. Christ has risen. And what did he rise for? What was the purpose of the resurrection? To destroy, I think Hebrews 2, I believe it says, he came as man and suffered death, right? And he came as man and suffered death to destroy the fear that Satan holds over us to control us. That's what Hebrews says. So, yeah. you know, when we operate in fear of death, I mean, think about fear of death of ourselves, those we love. That's mm -hmm. a motivator. Even bugs, when you go to step on them, go crazy and try to run away. You know, I, I'm sad about that, but <laughs> I don't like bugs. But the thing is that, you know, uh, fear is a great motivator when it comes to how fragile life is. And that, that uh, fragileness came right when Eve decided, hmm, that fruit looks really good. It's beneficial. I'll be wise. I'm going to eat it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, or to partake of it. So um, that's what I believe that, you know, they're, that they're talking about there is to destroy that fear. So did, uh, and, and yeah, uh, fear does not come from God. There, there's a healthy fear that comes from God. That's the fear of Reverence. God. And there's also a healthy fear, like if you're standing on a ledge, you know, uh, maybe I should be fearful of uh, stepping off this ledge. You know, that's a healthy fear. But mm -hmm. fear that comes from the world is not of God. Not at all. But did God do this for himself? And there's probably an argument to be made for that. Or did he do it for us? Yeah, absolutely. He did it for us. Mm -hmm. you and, know, and it he, could have been for him because he wants a family but explain how he did it for us jesse well you know i mean he has he has eternal life he has everything that he needs yet he has this desire that he fellowship that he share who he is with others and that intimacy you know that the lord desires with us and there was only one way to do that. You know, our sin separated us from that love of God because the sin, you know, goes against God's nature and it brings forward his wrath, his anger. And, you know, he's decreed that, that the wages of sin are death, you know, and he will put to death all that sin one day. Yet, you know, out of that, because he loved us, you know, he didn't demand that each of us take our lives in order for our sins to be forgiven. You know, he loved us so much that he laid down his own life. He shed his own blood. Um, you know, I brought it a little bit in the anointing video, how, you know, in the heavenly throne room, there are two olive trees that stand on each side of the menorah light. And, you know, their oil drips in and feeds that lamp so that the light shines with the seven spirits of God. And that oil represents the seven sufferings of Christ that out of his suffering came this oil that scripture calls the oil of joy um, that goes out and anoints the land. And that's what we have in Christ is you know, because he laid down his life, because he suffered, um, 
you know, that blood was added into the mix and, and is part of that, the radiance of that oil um, that gives life to each of us. That is so beautiful. Jesse, I just, I, I want to follow up with you because you've talked about being in the throne room and, and knowing God and seeing God. Can you give us more description of what that throne room looks like and, and what you see when you're there? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let me think. I just talked a little bit on Carmen's show about this, but um, with that part, you know, it's like you've got the throne of God, which it, it sits up like on a, I don't want to call it altar, but that's what we're used to calling, you know, those little elevated spots in churches. Um, but I usually see the throne on an altar. And then if you would look to, you know, I guess I'm going from my direction, but to my right, then as I'm facing that throne, um, you know, I see. I'll just call it the altar. Like there's an altar of sacrifice. And on there is where the Lord has us lay our confessions as offerings and our prayers. Um, and, you know, on that altar, there's the golden bowl that holds all the prayers. Um, and then if you were to go more towards the, you know, the left side, then that's where you have the altar of the burning coals. And those are the same ones in Isaiah 6, where the Lord, an angel of the Lord, took the coal out and touched Isaiah's unclean lips. And then this is the, the hardest part to explain, but to me, um, the whole floor and everything is made with fire. And so it's like, you've got these puzzle pieces of fire, each their own like distinct fire. And as you walk on them, like they spurt up a fire out of each piece and, and the fire speaks, each has its own tongue. So, you know, like one will say, holy, holy is the Lord. Another will say, worthy is the lamb and they keep going, you know, all creation sings his glory and they all spurt up at different times. And it makes this beautiful uh, song. Like it's not chaotic at all. It's just this beautiful song. And, um, and then you hear, like, if you look up farther, you know, you start to see the myriads of myriads of angels that are um, singing his praises and then as you get closer to the presence of the Lord, um, there's two massive angels that cover him with their wings. And the closest sound I could come to with them, it, it's like being in the middle of a tornado where just all of a sudden everything around you is this peaceful, you know, dead silence. And then they whisper and they're whispering praises to the Lord. But more than that, um, they whisper, um, I guess I'd call it songs of love to the Lord to minister to his heart, mm -hmm. um, speaking of his beauty. And it's not, you know, it's not like, I don't know how to explain it, but they, 
they speak of his beauty and they just describe it nonstop. And as they're speaking, it is proclaimed to all the heavenly hosts, all creation. Um, yeah, and then if you go in the middle, there's the crystal sea. And around that are the seven spirits of God, which I see as a tornado. Um, so that's probably some of the closest ways I can describe what I see up there. There's not a lot of words in our vocabulary to describe the things in the spirit. But yeah, that, Jesse, that was so beautiful. Uh, just uh, when you talk about the fire on the floor, uh, would you say this is like a, a created, like is it angelic? Is it his Holy Spirit, uh, the power of his Holy Spirit? What do you perceive that it's, to be? It's actually, well, it's a combination of everything. It's actually um, the, you know, scripture says that our God is a consuming fire. So it's actually aspects of, of you know, himself and um you know, just give me one second to think how to put it into words. But the puzzle pieces are actually like if anybody has ever seen true angelic language, it literally is written or drawn almost like these various tongues of fire or little flames of fire that are, you know, just one dimensional. And that's kind of what that is. And if you, when you stand in certain spots, like if you're up higher, it literally um, is a written language that testifies to, you know, the entire gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so everything that the Lord has revealed about himself is written in those tongues in his throne room. <laughs> I don't know how to follow up that there, there's so much majesty in what you've just described to us, Jesse. There's so much majesty. And Lord, I pray for myself and very much for myself and for everyone listening that you get to see that even before yeah. we're drawn up. That's because right. nothing Amen. would build your faith <laughs> like going there well, i don't know sometimes it's challenging you know especially when the lord says get up on the altar and confess your sins <laughs> and you're like <laughs> on the hot seat <laughs> and, and by the way i don't make that statement out of envy or jealousy or anything of course we all want to see more of god we want to see his power we want to see things but yet you know for some of us we'll never get to see these things in our lifetime and you know i would say that that is a reward in itself because you held, held the faith without having to see that and yeah. you know the definition of faith is the belief in things yet unseen mm -hmm. so don't fret if we don't get there right well, i jesus, haven't been there <laughs> well jesus said to those that saw him after he rose you know blessed are those who believe and haven't seen so what you just said is legit can i add something to what jesse said that I you don't need to ask permission here jody okay. the bible says that if we don't speak up the rocks and stones will cry out what jesse's talking about is 
we are the we are the reflection of heaven but here things are silent yet they still worship god the trees everything everything's worshiping god but we don't hear it we don't see it like jesse's describing it should be coming from the god that's in us boiling out of us and as we declare it and we love the earth and all that god has created in it the animals then they glorify god see when everything's in love when you're loving each other when you're loving pets you're where love is god is the bible says god is love and there's you know there's no separating him from it so when you bring that aspect of love and you've now brought heaven to earth and everything the the joy like you know i see when jesse came on this morning and i saw you guys face like i felt love welt up in me you know it's like i love you guys you know and right. so and it and made we love me smile you. yeah thank you it made me smile so <clears throat> so we're we're here and you going back to your initial uh, question did god do it for us or himself he did it for all of us because we are are and the offshoot of his the him the vine and so he's loving himself when man and woman come together this let's relate it there's such passion and love it's like let's duplicate and when god decided to duplicate you know they worship him because they're there we worship him out of free will how great is that when you realize the very power that is worshiping him up there that does it just because it was made to do it we can do it because we want to do it how much oh my gosh so when you realize you talk about power and you talk about love and authority and everything it's all in us that glory that Jesse's talking about is sitting right in you and the way you you just bring it forth is to just worship and love the lord and i have goosebumps just meditating on how that is you know so he yeah. did it for us he he put his power in us but we're free beings and his desire his was to bring us back unto himself but not in a controlled manner come on you're coming with me because I'm your god he wants us to love him so he displayed the greatest love ever which was to lay down his life and so, and you know what and I and I always pray that there is people who are not disciples of Christ watching this show or listening to this show because we want more to come into the kingdom and you know one of the most obvious questions that always comes up with someone who's seeking who wants to find the answers and you know everyone has heard this well why did he allow sin why does he allow all these bad things to happen and it's exactly what Jody just said it's because how would you know what good is if you didn't know what bad was mm -hmm. how could you have free will if there wasn't a choice between good and evil so he did that for our benefit. Is there some suffering because of sin in the world? Absolutely there is. But he came and suffered more than, you know, just about anyone, you know, uh, and I'm saying just about anyone because, well, I don't know what it was like when he went down to Hades, but, uh, you know, there's been some people that we've covered that have been tortured, uh, you know, excruciatingly as well, but he made the ultimate sacrifice. And and it's even more exaggerated because he was God and just to come down and like, you know, we can't even, you know, like it's, it's not it, it, to say us becoming an ant would be an understatement, like a dramatic understatement. <laughs>
Um, you know, and so he came, he humbled himself, he did this and rose again to give us power. Yeah. Jesse, you want to jump in? Yeah, no, I would just add that, you know, it's the, it's that power of life. Mm -hmm. So, but beautiful, beautifully said, both of you. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the power. And I'm going to be really curious to get your input on this and jump in anytime, but I, I will go on a little bit of a diatribe. And what prompted me to bring this out was yesterday, I'm going through and I see a meme. And this meme said, if you knew how powerful your thoughts were, you would never have a bad thought again. Mm -hmm. And so that reminded me, uh, and I've mentioned this a couple of times on, on the program, a couple of years ago, God gave me a teaching that uh, it's been called the God module. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was the greatest thing he ever gave me. And, you know, for some reason, you know, he seems to give me things that, you know, can jumpstart people. It can, you know, take years and years of trying out of stuff to just make it happen. And so I want to give you kind of the very beginning of what this uh, teaching is. And I believe it's going to really encourage you and you're going to understand your power much more efficiently. So I just want to read a couple of scriptures to set this up. And I'm going to go back to Genesis 1, uh, verse 26, and I'm going to read through to 28. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish, over the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every crawling thing that crawls on earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on earth. Do you sense that he created us with a sense of power? Absolutely. Okay. So now, because we're calling this Resurrection Power Sunday, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. So how are we a new creation? Jody or Jesse? You want to go? We can't hear you, Jess. All right, so you're on then, Jody. <laughs> okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, there you go. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say his word says that when, you know, that we've, we've died with Christ and been raised to new life with him. So a new creation, we became essentially a God-man. Not not God, right? But we are a God man. We became eternal mm -hmm. to dwell with Him, right? 
we were Absolutely. eternal before the floor, the before the fall. So we were created to, we are residents of Eden. We were created to always be in Eden, but we took the fall. So when you're, when you take the fall, there was a separation that happened between you and God, because God said he can't look upon sin. He can't. So we needed a go between, and that was Jesus Christ. And I think it's in Timothy. It tells us there's one mediator between God and man, and that man is Jesus Christ. So through him and his sacrifice and his blood, like Jess was saying, we created into a new man. Physically, we look the same, but our spiritual man has now been revived. It's been given the paddles, mouth to mouth, and the breath of God is breathed back into us. So that's that's where it is. And then when we're when we get born new, made new in the spirit, then we're given that same dominion, which we've been doing anointing everywhere we go. I added a bunch of cities yesterday because I was traveling. Um, you know, uh, and then we were given back our power, authority, dominion. We're supposed to subdue, but power means control, influence, authority, might, and strength. When do we act like that? When do any of us act like that? When do we go on the hills of the political field and say, listen, I'm a child of God, and this is, I'm taking authority here because this goes against the knowledge of God? Or when do we do it in the schools when they take prayer out and we go, no, you are not exercising this, or I'm pulling my children out and we take authority? We don't act like we're in authority or we have power. We act like we're a timid and we are in a world system. So we are foreigners in this world system, but we still have, we are the actual children of the earth that God created to actually subdue and take dominion. So, so everything. I want to answer twisted. your question, Jody. When, okay. When is now from resurrection power Sunday going forward? This is when. This is when you're talking about when we take this power and authority. It's about time. My, I have an email that people could write me if they wanted to, but I called it this on purpose. It's warriors, the number four, Christ rise. Because for about a year now, God has been speaking to me. I went to an event and the Lord, they said, anybody wants to prophesy, you know, and the Lord started talking to me about prophesying to the children that they are the warriors. They need to rise. And uh, so I told the mediator to tell her I have a word and they never got to me. And, um, and I ended up leaving and I was upset. And then afterward, she's another prophetic person. She called me and apologized. And she said, I ended up giving the word, but it didn't come, you know, it didn't have the effect. She said, I heard you had that word. And I said, yeah, I did. But this is what God is doing right now. He's calling up the warriors. You know, Gideon only had 300 out of how many? But those of us who aren't afraid to walk in his authority and power. And the other thing is, there are people who can't handle power and authority. There are people who, when you give them, I always say, if you give the devil an inch, he thinks he's a ruler. So, you know, there's people who don't understand. And you really need to be humble and understanding that it is the Lord God Almighty in you, functioning through you. You're wearing him like a, like a glove or like a suit. Mm-hmm. to operate in the spirit for his kingdom for his glory for his good if you're doing it any other way you might get yourself in trouble so you know there there is some really exciting stuff coming that i see in the spirit and um you know i just like i said last time 
I don't care what tool I am. I could be a hammer. I could be a screwdriver. Just Father, use me for your kingdom and let's get this done so we can get home and worship like what Jesse sees. I want to stand amongst those beautiful words and worship with the Father and stand with the angels and go hug my kitty cat. <laughs> and, and Jesse, you've been giving us some really powerful uh, warring tools mm -hmm. lately you know, with anointing the oil and binding and loosing and, you know, you've really been equipping the army and God's people, you know, to use your power and, and you've been demonstrating it. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord, you know, there's so many weapons that we have in his word and the church has really failed to teach people how to use those weapons. Mm -hmm. And we need to realize that, you know, why do they want to take the word of God away from us? Why don't they want us gathering together in church and hearing the word? It's because everything in that word stems out of our faith. You know, as we believe that word, as we believe what the Lord has said in it, you know, we begin to speak and proclaim and um, do what he commands you know, we become an unstoppable army that, you know, the enemy has no, no control over. He can't stop us. He can't prevent us from being all that God created us to be, which is not just mighty warriors, but we're the children. We're his heirs. We, you know, he made this earth for us that we could fellowship and dwell with him in it, that we could walk with God and talk with him. And that's what he wants to restore. And, you know, with that comes confidence and authority, you know, knowing who you are and not being afraid to boldly come into the Lord's presence to spend time with him. Yeah. May I interject here? Jesse, I hope you don't mind me saying this. Jesse is such an amazing example of taking what the enemy meant for harm to destroy and not only hurt her, but others and turning it for the glory of the Lord. And what the, the enemy has done to the church, one, he's divided us into all these different factions and groups, and I believe in no tongues, tongues, and so much nonsense, it's ridiculous. If you focused on God, you'd just understand more. But, uh, but he, what he did was not only separate us that way, but he gave us a fear of the supernatural. So if Jesse could tell you from her life and her experience that they, those that follow the angel, fallen angel, focus and operate in more spiritual giftings than the body of Christ. We've been taught to be so afraid of those gifts. And I can tell you that I have seen people from the other side. I've had people pass and come see me. I've had, um, I've seen demons that since I was young. I've seen angels. Uh, beautiful experience praying with Jesse. I saw Archangel Michael and the rows and rows of angels, and she saw it at the same time. Yep. And um, amazing experience. I got goosebumps just talking about that because I can still see it. He was big. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, so when you when you talk to these people in the church, they'll say to me, that's wrong. That's demonic. You're operating in the demonic. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not operating in anything. These things happened to me, you know, and I, and now I've had people who were cloaked, especially after I started working with Jesse, you know, pop into the house and I go, get out of here. You're not welcome here. And they're gone, you know, and stuff like that. So we have to understand that we are spirit beings residing in a fleshly body for a temporary time 
to do the work of the Lord, to kick some butt. What's happened is even the church is so focused on the physical instead of the spiritual, they've become afraid of the spiritual. They can't function in it. And the ones that serve the, uh, the fallen angel, they just run in rampant, operating in gifts that are duplicates of the original that resides with our father, who wants to give those to us liberally. So yeah. we have a lot of growing up to do. Jesse's absolutely right. A lot has been hidden from us. Those things will be revealed. But in order to see, you have to have your spirit of discernment in. You have to be walking with God daily. You cannot have a foot in the world and they just don't go together. You have to have your spirit man fixed on God. Will you still have to pay rent and eat and do all that? Yes, you'll still have to go to the bathroom. So, you know, we're in a physical body, but we can function at such a higher level that, you know, and because of all those things that those people in the church said to me for years, Jesse will tell you, because I've shared this with her, there, there have been times where the Lord has taken me into a room and I was like almost floating through the room, seeing everything. I'm like, where am I? What's happening? This freaks me out, you know? So I'm learning because of the fear they tried to put on me with the gifts that I've had, learning how to get break through that ceiling of fear so that I could function fully in the fullness that God has for me so that I can help him defeat the enemy. He's already defeated. We're just walking through the script, but I want to know my lines. I want to do what I'm supposed to do. And I want that for everybody. Amen. And we, we've said before on this program, you know, know that you're, you're the son of the most high or daughter of the most high. You're mm -hmm. created in his image. Like, you know, as I say, if a big famous, you know, rock star or the queen or something walks into a room, everyone would turn around and show how much more should they be doing this for you? Mm -hmm. And, and, and they might not, but you should walk in there thinking that they should be seeing God like Amen. that in you. Right. And yeah. it's seeing God in you and not becoming arrogant within yourself. Like I'm the light. Cause that's the big lie going around today. You know, um, exactly. Yeah, it's his light in us that that shines. And people will notice mm -hmm. it, Jeff. They will. Because I've not I'm not anybody special, but I've walked into places and people go, there's something different about you. And I don't yeah. and we've I think you and I spoke about this. I don't like to use the word Christian because it's been so dirtied. Yeah. I just say I'm a Christ follower. I follow Jesus Christ. He's my Lord, you know, and and that oh mm -hmm. I thought so. There was something different. They will notice. Yeah, you know, and the demons notice because I've walked in a room and had them growl at me. So <laughs> what have I had to do with the Jesus in me? Nothing. Get out of here. <laughs> they will flee. Yes. Yes, they will. <laughs> so that was a perfect segue to the next scripture that I have. Uh, thank you for that, Jody. So this is from Luke 10, 19 to 20. And by the way, I don't have a pastoral gift. I'm not pretending <laughs> Um, that's that's not who who I am, but you I know, listen. Yeah. But we love scripture. I do love scripture. Yeah. So, behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions, and authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. Very powerful line right there, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Amen. 
So we don't need to rejoice that we have authority over these things, but we do need to exercise our authority. We're mm -hmm. called to exercise our authority. Without That's fear. How old were you, Jesse, when you just started singing a song and the power and authority that sent that little thing yeah. crawling back into the well? <laughs> yeah, um, age five, so yeah. four and a half, five. Mm -hmm. just, just singing what she remembered. What was it, B-I-B-L-E, I think? Yeah. Yep. yeah. And the demon that was coming towards her backed up. And another and, friend and of that was Ashtaroth by... Right just ironically mm -hmm. yeah i wanted i wanted you to tell that i didn't want to <laughs> the demon. No. why don't you tell that story again for people who are new to the broadcast jesse just real quick if you could yeah well um they were trying to summon um ashtaroth and and have her you know possess or oppress me and so she came up through the summoning circle and I just, you know, my first reaction, cause she, the best way to describe her is kind of like this really thin, gauntly looking mummy type woman that comes crawling really fast at you. And, uh, you know, I just, I just remember like I stood straight up and just the only thing on my heart and mind that I could, and you know, the only thought that came to mind was that B-I-B-L-E song and I just started singing that and as I was singing it she started to recoil and so I just kept singing it louder and louder until she left that's the power yeah that is the power but so one of the things about what I want to share and this is going to be probably one of the most awkward segues but it'll make sense as I go through just a little bit, and I'm only giving you just a tiny bit of the introduction, but one of the biggest things that holds us back is we're in this physical body and we see ourselves, we perceive ourselves as being these weak physical things. So what I want to say to the audience is, okay, let's, aside from the word of God, aside from the spirit, Let's look at how you are physically made and how much power is within you. So the greatest power in the physical known to man is hydrogen. Hydrogen is a, a miracle uh, and it's been around for a long time. Hydrogen you know, when you burn hydrogen, it actually purifies air, it purifies water. And hydrogen is the H and H2O. So it's water. And, you know, when you, when you hear about these nuclear submarines and stuff like that, they say they're nuclear. They're not. They're hydrogen. And they're hydrogen because uh, it creates the fresh water for them and it creates the fresh air to breathe. And it literally, just to put into some perspective, a quarter cup of water would power your car for the week. You know, through just a hydrogen generator, not just creating absolute hydrogen power, which is much greater than that. So having said that, it, it's, uh, and by the way, the government says it can't be used commonly because it's too dangerous to store. Okay, created on demand, just saying. <laughs> just that's how they do it uh, if there's ever a containment issue it probably would be on a submarine with nuclear weapons but 
that's just my thoughts. So <laughs> you are made, what, what's the number people say 70%, 80% of your body is water? Yeah. yeah. Which is hydrogen, which is the most powerful element we know in creation. Did you know that, so we, we look at the atomic bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima and everyone's seen the videos, everyone's seen the footage. It was massive, okay? Absolutely massive. That was an atomic bomb. A hydrogen bomb is 1,000 times more powerful than an atomic bomb. Hmm. You are made of this. Did you know, literally, uh, and, and much smarter people than I have figured this out, but there's enough hydrogen in either of you to power the country of Canada for a day. All the factories, every light, everything, and this is the power within you. You are made, like, it's, it, even physically, you are so much more powerful than you think. Mm -hmm. and, and we're not talking about exploding bodies or anything like that. I'm just telling you that there's this incredible power in you that has not been harnessed. And if that's in the physical, imagine what God's power is in you, in your, he placed in your spirit. Now, where does this go? So the definition of the God module, in my estimation, because science has actually named, uh, you know, a part of your brain, the God module, and that's the part of your brain that communicates. Half of your brain is for thought. So the other, the other percentage of the active brain is like a radar. It's constantly seeking, sending out messages. That's why when, you know, your cousin from halfway around the world, you just think of them and then they call. You know, and by the way, this has been scientifically measured. They've actually measured, you know, across the world, out into space, to the space station. They've measured, and your thoughts do travel. And that's why I said, if you knew how powerful your thoughts were, you would never think a bad thought again. So your thoughts are ultimately powerful, more powerful than the hydrogen in your physical. You... You know, but I'm just a I'm just a grandmother or a grandfather. I'm frail. I can't do it. No, your brain's still working. You could still pray. You alone can change the outcome of this world. So this is the power that I want the SOS Army to start to realize is inside of you. You are physically powerful, even if you're in a frail flesh suit at this moment you were physically powerful you were spiritually powerful and your thoughts every thought that you have is recorded by god and remember a couple of weeks ago we gave this example of god's like a shipping and receiving department <laughs> you know so if you think well i i can't do that god says okay give jody more of i can't do that I'm a frail old lady. Okay, give Jody a, a more frail old lady. By the way, Jody is not a frail old lady. No, <laughs> no she's I a warrior. So, <laughs> but I'm just giving an example. There's no excuses 
for anyone out there. And so if you want to have the better things in your life, if you want to have, you know, a safe neighborhood for your kids to play in, if you want to make your neighbor's life better, if you want to make your community better, then start doing as Jesse has been explaining. Start using the oil, start praying, start binding, start loosening the angels over your thing. You have the power. God, I want angels in my community. I want the devil out of my community. God hears that. Oh, oh, Jeff wants angels. Okay, let's send some angels. God, that's in God's will to do. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. Remember, when God spoke with Ezekiel, he said, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, I don't know. You, you know, God. And he said, speak to the bones. Speak to the sinew. He told Ezekiel to do it. He could have yeah. done it. So what you're saying is exactly right. It's in us. It's in the power of our tongue. If we knew how powerful our tongue was, we'd watch what we're saying. Oh, yeah. So it's in the power yeah. of our tongue, and it's in the authority given to us by Jesus Christ. <clears throat> To accomplish all the things that we've all been talking about. And if you yeah. have faith as small as the grain of a mustard seed, and a mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds in the mm -hmm. world, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move. Now, think about that. A mountain. You could say move. We have that ability. The problem is we don't believe it. Mm -hmm. And look, I struggle with that. You know, I, I, I go out and stand in front of a mountain and I say, move. I'm kind of doubting it's going to happen. <laughs> but if I could just get my faith there, it will happen. That's right. It's even bigger mountains. It's mountain, the mountains of education, the mountains of politics, mm -hmm. the mountains of, you know, whatever that's in front of us, the medical field, the demonic field, the, with whatever those mountains we can speak to and they have to go when we Amen. look at the physical we we go oh that's a physical thing that's a little harder but the truth is those are mountains as well and we have authority and dominion and if god needed that mountain that you're standing in front of to move and he said jeff now speak to that mountain and let it be gone not just going out there trying your own faith <laughs> Yeah, like a little no, test. I'd feel better if he told me to say it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but if there were people behind you and and Pharaoh was chasing, and he said, "Okay, Jeff, speak to that mountain," it would go. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely. I believe he's also talking about the mountains in our world: education, you know, the financial, you know, the everything, medical, political. We need to get back in there and take our power, take dominion, get our influence in there. We right. need to start seeing things as God sees them so we can function in his power. And, and you know, that, like, I, I love talking politics. I always have. I've always been very political. Mm -hmm. But right now, if, like, the show has transitioned because mm -hmm. we have to be wise. Our fight is not there. Mm -hmm. uh, and now, should we go and join and peacefully say, or, say no, uh, you're not going to do that? Absolutely, we should, because that's taking our authority. But it all starts in the spiritual. Mm -hmm. Everything starts in the spirit. It all starts in prayer. And believe me, the faster that we get this word out there, the faster we come into a good time. Uh, 
before it gets real bad. It's not, it's exactly. not going to be good that long, <laughs> in my opinion. I don't know. That's just my guess. Well, Jeff, I mean, we're told that there's going to be lots of signs, wonders, and miracles, you know, and what is it? First Peter um, chapter 1, 16, I think says, um, you know, that we didn't, we didn't just tell or follow cleverly invented stories when we told about the power and the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitness of, it, of his majesty. So that's the time we're coming into, you know, our eyes need to not be on the tribulations or the trials, you know, amongst those, we're going to see all these glories and majesties of God. And I think we're going to be so busy declaring those things, you know, telling people like, can you believe this happened? You know, that we're not going to, I don't think we're going to feel the tribulation as much as people fear they will. I agree. Can I interject something here? You don't we need to, to ask Joe. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, we were talking about, because I'm into politics, and, and I do have some blessed people who share things with me. But one of the things the Lord keeps saying is we need to be involved in all of those things and have knowledge in all areas so that we don't operate in fear. So let's take it back to resurrection power. When Jesus was on the earth and he was doing his miracles and doing those things, people believed. What did they believe when they were sitting at the foot of the cross? Did they still believe he was God? Did they still believe in his miracles? So that's where we are today in the political world. Just because you're seeing something that looks really bad doesn't mean you put your faith there. You keep your faith in the fact that I know him. I know him. He, he, he you know, made the lane to walk and the blind to see. So when we sit back and we say, okay, I know him, and but we're, we're seeing something contrary that looks like a defeat. If you keep your faith in God with what you know, and you don't let anything in your imagination cast down that knowledge of God, that's what it talks about in the word, then you're going to see the resurrection power in everything, including what's going on in politics right now. We will see God's resurrection power, and I believe the booms are going to start any day now. And um, I can't verify it. I actually have goosebumps right now, and I'm excited about it. So we are going to see the resurrection power over America because the enemy tried to take us out. So. And the worse it gets, the worse it looks, the more excited I am, yeah, quite honestly, <laughs> because I know God is going to step in. I believe mm -hmm. the prophetic words that we've played on this. I believe what God has yes. been speaking to my heart. And, and yeah, as, as Jesse said, I just don't want to say that I, you know, I know on December this, <laughs> right, it's yes. nothing like that, but uh, yeah, he does give, it was common. It was logically deduced through studying his word. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And the Lord will give us insight, foresight, revelation. He will give us um, all the things that we need, wisdom, understanding. We have to walk in him. Him, those who are, uh, you know, led by the Spirit of God, we are His sons and daughters. So we have to be led by Him. I always think of that Michael Jackson video uh, back in the day when I was a kid, where the ground would light up and he would dance on only the ones that were lighting up. And that's exactly how I picture my walk with God. I don't want to walk anywhere that you haven't lit in my path and showed me that that's the way to go. So um, we just need to keep doing that, no matter what's whether it's Christ hanging on the cross or America looking like she's about to be 
taken under, you know, we have to remember what we know of God. And that that is actually one of the greatest victorious moments in the life of humanity was the crucifixion in his last breath, because then it became life. So um, it's kind of exciting. Everything the enemy does, we have to do the contrary. If the enemy says Christ is dead, we know he's alive. If he says we're dead, we know we're alive. He has to get you to buy into his bullcrap. Excuse my French. <laughs> you know, the but Lord Jesus is so good that he connected a, a, a guy who should not be in the company of either of you, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, I'm so humbled to be in this power. You are such powerful women in God. And, you know, Jesse, you've lived this all your life. Jody, you have as well for that. You've been preaching since you were what, 15, essentially. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the new guy, I guess, but, <laughs> but the Lord came to me in power. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, and he proved himself and he doesn't need to prove himself anymore in my life. I will believe, and I will fight this fight. There's nothing he needs to do to convince me. I'm in it. I'm all in it. And, uh, and last week he really put me all in it <laughs> because we burned right. some boats. <laughs> <laughs> no going back. Yeah, now, I think Jesse will agree with this. Um, the Lord called us and we were both called young and we've, we've been blessed enough to have the Lord stick with us, you know, through and call us early, but that the pay for the employee that starts here is the same as the pay for the employee that starts here. Um, God doesn't pick favorites. Our job, and I'm sure Jess will agree with this, is to raise up the warriors to go where we are and beyond. You know, right. there's not, it, that's what we're here for. It's, it's not about any vain glory or anything like no. that. It's about equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, for the destruction of the small K kingdom of hell, so we can see our Lord glorified in the earth, in heaven, everywhere, throughout and in within each other. And I know that, you know, that lady right there, the beautiful woman right there, um, she saw me on a show and she's like, I got to have her. <laughs> we have to be friends, you know, she's like, I've got to have contact. And she made contact with me and we've been friends since. And, um, you know, we have our own ministries, but we come together and we do our things and, and um you know, I just love her and I love what God's about to do. We have to continue to pray for each other. We have Amen. to hold each other up. Jesse, myself, you, each other, those that are doing all the work with the computers and nobody sees them, but they are doing the work of the ministry. Yeah. God bless them. Amen. Precious people back there that send us little notes. Yeah. I just love them. <laughs> so and, grateful. And that is why we are building an army. Amen. And by the way, the army is being activated as we speak. Uh, the links below, if you want to sign up, it's taking a little bit. We're getting through it. We've built, we're building up the top team. There, there's been trainings that have been happening in the last week, multiple trainings, by the way, in a lot of different aspects. Uh, it's getting organized. If you want to, you know, get off the couch and actually participate in this and, you know, um, stand up and you know, do, do what you should be doing quite honestly, because if you just, uh, the reason why we're in this mess is because we sat on the couch and listened to television, mm -hmm. you know, uh, no more. 
uh, it's time to get up and get into the fight. And, you know, uh, honestly, that's also why Jesse and I have started this right on you. Uh, it's, we're going to give some advanced trainings. Uh, it's, it's separate from this program, but it does support us. And by the way, we want it to support you because we, instead of running commercials for Peloton and making YouTube more money, we decided to create, you know, because we want it, we want, we need to monetize it. Listen, we, we have mortgages, we have, you know, bills just like you do, uh, but we want to give you something of value and we don't want to force it on you. You don't have to sign up. The program is always going to be free, but we're trying to come up with things that you can't just Google a YouTube video and learn. We're putting out stuff that's different based on our experiences, what, what God has given us, and we want to bring on more faculty members. So we announced Tom, Jody's coming on with some powerful things. And by the way, you in the army, you in the listening audience, if you have a very really special skill that, you know, and a unique way of doing it, and you know, and you want to create an online course, we welcome you to submit uh, to us your ideas. And you know, it has to be somewhat unique. It has to, you know, as I say, it can't be just something we, someone could Google, but it could be, you know, uh, like I don't know. First thing that comes to mind, you could be really good at video editing, and maybe have better ways to do it than what other people are teaching, or you know. Uh, advanced crocheting might be something that someone's into. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of different skills. We want to build up a big school that serves the needs of the community and particularly serves the needs of this fight. So that's probably why I think of a video editor because video is a very powerful tool and video has been used against us. We're going to turn it and use it to favor God's power and his mission. So the links are below um, to contact us and to sign up and and to support. Uh, Jesse's Patreon is there. The Right On You Podia is there for creating wealth uh, through stewardship. A lot more to come. Uh, Jesse, would you say a prayer to get us out there? And I'm going to ask for a particular prayer for resurrection power to become alive in everyone that is listening. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this day. And Lord, we thank you that this is the day that reminds us that you have indeed risen, that you speak into the darkness, Lord, that even as Lazarus was in the grave four days, you rolled that stone away and you spoke and told him to come forth, Lord, and you call each of us by name to come out of that darkness to come out of that place that represents death and um, lifelessness. And you call us into the light um, to walk with you in the glory and the majesty of your power. And I just pray today that each person may feel that, that Lord, we may feel that we have that new life in Christ, that we may know that we possess it, that no, no man, no demonic spirit, um, nothing in heaven or earth can separate us from that love and that life that you freely give to us. And we ask that you would just endow us, Lord, uh, bless us with your power, that as we speak your name, as we tell of your miracles, um, <clears throat> as we speak about the things that you do day to day throughout our lives, 
that others would experience you, that they would know that as you answer our prayers, that you are living and that you are real and that there is no other God out there who answers prayers. There is no other God who speaks to, to the people who serve them, Lord, only you. And so we just pray that our experience with you would grow more and more as we experience that living power through you. We ask for all of this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. 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 And I just want to extend that prayer and uh, and and thank God again for Jody. And Jody, I, I really I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep calling you and saying you need to come on on Sunday. So. <laughs> Um, I just, listen, this just feels so right having you on with Jesse. Uh, it just, there, there's, there's power in threes somehow. It adds and, so uh, much. <laughs> and, has got a lot to say. And so keep praying for, for Jody and her ministry. Um, and pray for the protection of all three of us as we pray for you as well. And as, uh, and I really want to thank uh, Jody for coming on. I want to thank Jesse for taking the time out of her sabbatical and we pray that uh, that God continues to protect you as you seek this time to see his face more get further instruction from him this wisdom would fall upon you Jesse and that you'll just come back and and bless our audience and, and the world by default with greater revelation that he's going to give you. And we pray for revelation for each one of us, but I just want to focus the prayer. And I'm going to ask you as the audience to focus your prayer towards Jesse at this time. Because remember, your prayer is powerful. Expect, Amen. expect a amazing result. If you think Jesse hasn't shaken the world yet, mm -hmm. oh, it's coming. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can feel it and I'm believing it. And, uh, and I want to stand by her and support her no matter in which form this takes. So you've been listening to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff, Jesse, and Jody. Have the best newly named Resurrection Power Sunday. Remember this every year. We're going to do Resurrection Power Sunday in some form. And uh, the power is truly within you. Love your God. Love your family. Love your neighbor and make a difference in your community. Right on radio. Right on radio.